Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Welcome back to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, Bloomers. I'm really excited for our guest today, Miss Evangeline Hudson. So Evangeline Hudson, PhD, affectionately known as Dr. Eve, is a native of Charlotte, North Carolina, and first-generation college graduate who earned a PhD at the age of 28. After years of service and post-secondary education, she decided to switch gears and started her entrepreneurial journey. Dr. Eve is founder and chief strategist of Evangeline Worldwide, an entity created to help people thrive through personal transformation and entrepreneurial development. As an empowerment speaker and author, Dr. Eve has touched thousands of lives. Further, she leads the First Gen Lounge, an international podcast that has tens of thousands of downloads and has reached more than 50 countries. Dr. Eve holds degrees from Shaw University, the oldest HBCU in the South, and the University of Southern Mississippi. She is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and Vice President of Young Alumni Relations for Shaw University's National Alumni Association. In her spare time, Dr. Eve enjoys mentoring, reading, traveling, food tasting, cuddling with her chocolate lab, Maxwell Alexander, and adventures with her life partner, Dr. James M. Hudson. Welcome, Eve. Well, thank you. It's always weird hearing it. <laughs> I know, isn't it? You're like, man, I've done a lot of stuff. I love well, it. That, 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 like, wow, like, okay, maybe I'm okay sometimes. Yes. <laughs> oh my I'm, gosh. I'm hard on myself, so it just never seems like it's enough. So thank you for that this morning. Of I appreciate course. you. <laughs> yes, you are the best. And you are, I mean, I'm just so glad that we got to connect. So right off the bat, everyone, I just want you to know that Dr. Eve and I met at uh, Women Empower X. This was a conference run by Alexa Carlin, another guest I've had on the podcast um, in 2019. Yep. She was leading a seminar about podcasting, and I slipped in and was so thankful that I did. I mean, you are dropping some serious wisdom in there, and you had, you know, a three step strategy. She had a worksheet, you know, <laughs> and I took that home with so much inspiration, so much fire. And we've kind of kept in touch ever since. We just yeah. check in. I mean, after that, we, I think, got in another Zoom call. Yeah. And it was because I was crying for help. I was like, what's the tech? Like, I don't know how to do this. So, you have Dr. Eve to thank for the Brandon Bloom podcast, you guys. She is oh, man. incredible. <laughs> Too much great. I appreciate it. But you are the brains behind it. You are the, the driver behind it. You're oh. the creator. You're all of that. So thank you um, for following your passion and creating such an amazing platform because I definitely checked you out when you first launched. I was like, ooh, <laughs> go ahead. So yeah, so I've been keeping up with you. I am so proud. Like, who oh. would have thought? Because I, I didn't I think that. Like, who would have thought? Because I remember our conversation shortly after we met during the session. I was like, this would be great. And then here you are, not even a year later. So major congrats yeah. to you. I, as we were just saying before I started recording, I had to pivot really fast when mm -hmm. COVID-19 hit in March. And I saw it as just a prime opportunity to, to start this podcast. I knew I wanted to do it. And now, you know, after quite a few episodes, I'm getting in my groove and I'm realizing it is 
the medium for me is yes. it's just so great for, for storytelling and getting to know people. And it's just so cool to, you know, get on Zoom all the time now and still connect with people. It's just sure. so great. That's been tough. So um, you, we're going to get to all about podcasting, but first I want people to hear a bit more about your story. I know I read your bio, but we want to hear it from you. You know, like what led you to all that you're doing and first gen lounge and the amazing stuff you're doing there. It was all an accident, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but really, um, started, like I said, in higher education administration, thinking that I was on the path to be a college president, but I always thought that I would always be in higher education because when I went to college and being that I'm a first generation, you know, college graduate, I thought, Ooh, college forever. You know, how can I do this? And that kind of encouraged the path. But I found myself about four years ago in a space where I wasn't necessarily in a good place and not in a good place mentally, emotionally, physically, not feeling the work that I was doing. I was just really exhausted. I was drained. I was not motivated. But physically, there were a lot of things that were happening that said to me, you need to pump the brakes. So I decided to take a year off and I did my own sabbatical, for lack of better words. And I was like, I'll just figure it out. And then the next year, I'll go back to work. Well, being who I am, <laughs> bored after about a month and a half, <laughs> being at the house, you know, I had the conversation with my husband. He was fully supportive. Like, if you want to do it, you know, just come home. That's fine. But for some reason, I'm finding out now, everybody thought I was going to start a business. And I was like, what made y'all think that? And so I was yeah. going to get myself together. But I was like, let me just go ahead and try my hand at the speaking thing. Let's see what happens with it. And that one year became two, became three, and here I am. So that's been, you know, a big part of it. A higher education professional turned entrepreneur. But I'll say it's been the most challenging thing I've ever done. And the one thing that I keep wanting to do every year and that I've yet to give up on. So I'm like, I'm good with it. Yes. Oh. And you're so good at it. And one of the things, the first things that I noticed and admired about you right away was how niche you are you know, focusing on first generation college graduates, like that is, it's just not something you see every day. And I was so intrigued and it really got me thinking about my own business and my own avatars. So I've learned a lot from that too, but why have you focused on first generation college students and graduates? Well, you know, it's interesting that you thought about it because for me, I kept thinking, what made me special? And I, I mean, I'm a black woman. There are a lot of people doing things around race and I'm a woman. So people doing things around gender, but I'm thinking, what is something that I can also relate to more people about, but that's still a problem. And talking to one of my friends, um, Larry, you know, it's a good, really good friend of mine, a brother actually. And one day I'm just like, um, I just think of something about being first generation, being the first to go to college and actually graduate and now trying to figure out life. Life looks different for me because I went to school, unlike my mom and you know, my grandparents, aunts and uncles. So opportunities, professional look different for me. Um, you know, how I'm able to explore the world looks different for me, all because I have this degree. But yet I still don't know what's right and what's wrong sometimes or how to make sense of it all because I come from different cultures of being educated, but then also being somebody from a low SES background. And so I was thinking, I think that may be the thing. Let me just see. And the curiosity led to having a few conversations with other friends who over time I learned were also first gen. And I'm thinking, we're all having the same problem. And so with that, I was like, yeah. I think I can do something with this. And here we are, you know, again, just years later. So it was really trusting that instinct. It was 
following that what makes me special, but what also can connect me to other people across gender, across race, and literally across the seas now. Yeah. And it's amazing how, you know, those conversations have really built your business and evolved it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, did yeah. you, um, I know you have this amazing podcast. It's so good. You guys, you should go listen to it. Thank the you. first gen lounge. Um, so how has that changed your entrepreneurial journey? Cause you were having all these conversations like at, at what point were you like podcast? Oh man, uh, I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah. Like the actual moment, but I started noticing when I niche down and I started saying, this is what I do. More phone cards, start, phone cards, phone calls started coming <laughs> in. Um, people were requesting me to speak on specific things related to this, this group. And it's like, there's also this wave happening within the higher education space where there's even now more emphasis on the first generation college students. Now, mind you, I started this years ago before it became like a, like a better word, it's a buzzword kind of thing. Like, yeah. oh, let's target this group. Um, but it was just like a, just a right on time. And I, you know, kept thinking yeah. I'm ahead of myself with this, but somebody's got to do it. And um, anyway, it just was one of those, it just kind of happened. But I think the podcast, especially back in 2018 and focusing that on just first generation college graduates and people catching wind is what really did it. Cause they're like, yeah. I haven't seen this. I was like, yeah, neither had I. So, you know, if you don't see it, create it. Yeah. Your traction is really impressive. I mean, for a newer podcast, that's so inspirational. I know with mine, I'm just like looking at the analytics, like, okay, you know, someday, <laughs> but it's all about, you know, you just have to love it, which I do and like showing up for it and actually bringing on guests has inspired me even more and like yes. encourage more listeners. Have you seen that too? I do see that. I have seen it, but I'm actually noticing that with, with however things have happened over the past few years, I'm actually doing as good, like in solo shows yeah. better That's than great. what I'm doing with the guests. So it's, but it's been evolving and even involving my content too. So it's definitely been interesting, but you will definitely get there. And you said it, staying consistent and showing mm -hmm. up. Cause that's the challenge. It is yeah. hard to get a show out every single week. And I'm going on Ugh. maybe one, one twenty-eight this week. Yeah. And it's just kind of oh like, gosh. how do I do that? <laughs> wow. But That's impressive. Thank you. Show up. Keep showing up. Yeah. So I know a lot of listeners and my followers and audience members are really wanting to start their own podcasts. Sure. So do you have any resources that they, that you can share about, you know, how to do that? I know you helped me. Um, you had, you know, a step-by-step -step system on that worksheet. So I didn't know, I wanted to ask if, you know, if you have this somewhere on your blog or if you just want to share it here on the, on the podcast. Oh, thank you for that for one. Um, yeah. So I've been doing a lot with that. I actually just recently launched a program back oh. in March, April, April of this year where I help you to launch your podcast in eight weeks and it takes you through a full, you know, design of the tech stuff. So let's just say having a podcast platform, where are you going to host? Is it going to be Acast? Is it going to be Lip Sync? Is it going to be Spreaker? Um, you know, there's so many platforms. What do you want to do with that? The other one is really thinking about your content. Mm. So, you know, what content are you trying to put out? Is it for other people? Is it something that you're just really kind of doing for yourself? Because some people do podcasts just for themselves. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, they're yeah. hoping people listen, but is it, is it strategy? Is it connected to your business and what you're doing as well? And then also I would say a third thing in thinking about starting a podcast is, is it going to be, you know, you or is it going to be interview styles? Are going to yes. be both. So like with me um, on the onset, I knew that I wanted to bring guests. So how was that going to shape your experience 
when you think about planning out your content or inviting people because as you can see scheduling Woo. and getting folks you know like they reply <laughs> and stuff it's kind of like it, it's a whole different ball game so how much time are you willing to invest and then also thinking about if you're an entrepreneur now blogger small business owner whatever that you may be doing how can you take the podcast content and repurpose it or even mm. how can you take your current content and make it into a podcast yes. so there's a lot that's there um no you know specific formula at the moment outside of like the course being the amplify where mm -hmm. we talk about, again, the social media strategy and knowing your target audience and thinking about your purpose and positioning. So it's pretty intense, but it's been yes. fun. Actually, so I have a, another show dropping next week. Ooh. I'm my girls. And so it's just been really great. And how ironic all of my students right now are first-generation college grads. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Every I mean, that's one. the dream. <laughs> that is your dream. It's like, really? Everybody? Everybody? Yeah. So, but, you know, but thinking about it, just really knowing if it's even for you and knowing that it's work. It's yeah, a lot of work and of course. you don't have time to commit like, um, to a, like a good marriage, <laughs> you know, this is yeah. what this is, is a marriage, maybe wait till next year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and you guys, I'll put the link for Eve's uh, program in the show notes for you to check out, but that was definitely the, the content hurdle was what was holding me back most, you know, mm. that's why I reached out. I'm like, man, I have this idea. The mission is there. I know my people want to hear about it, but like, do they want to hear from me all the time? Will I have enough content? Yeah. And you really opened my eyes to like the, the content repurposing, you know, look mm -hmm. at your popular blog posts, make it into a podcast episode. And then, right. you know, think of your interview style. And if you're going to have a couple of guests on and maybe do like for every three episodes that are just you bring on a guest and that has totally transformed my podcast it's you it's are so great. amazing i can't believe you remember all of this that was so great yes. like yes, yes. <laughs> i love yeah. that and you've got so much you have so much even you know, I know you do a lot with your engagement with your audience and how you talk to them seeing what they talk about most you know what, yeah. what's resonating and just really open up those conversations. So that's yeah. really exciting. And it's hard to, you know, being in a, an industry that's so saturated that yeah. is marketing. So, you know, I'm really trying to find my zone. That's why I love personal branding and focusing on that. So on that note, I would love to know from you, like how has your personal brand played a role in your growth and your success with the podcast and your business overall, because you are you, you're the face of your brand. You're the one that people are talking to. And I see you showing up and telling your stories and creating these <laughs> conversations. So I'd love to hear that. You know, realizing that um, somebody said something a while ago that re really resonated. I want it to be the brand. And so who I am, who you see on social media, who you meet at events is who I am at home behind closed doors. Yes. Minus, you know, a haircut and maybe some lip gloss kind of thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's being being who I am and showing up and delivering that to the world because I realize I don't need to be another version of somebody else. So me being, you know, believing in education, believing in business and, you know, economic development and just yeah. wealth building, that's who I am naturally. So my personal brand drives everything that I do. If it's thinking to teach a course, if it's thinking to speak, I love speaking. Yeah, I'm thinking of my speaking as a way to share wisdom and mm -hmm. to help elevate people and what they are. So the two blend very well. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm not having an issue with the personal brand being me and the company, yeah. you know, and trying to find a good fit because it is yeah. the fit. And I'm like, wow, how empowering 
that for the first time in my life, I create the company culture. And so thinking about if I'm working with someone who's on a team, be it that they're freelance or somebody who I'll be hiring in, if they want to pursue education, by all means, I want to empower you in that space. Yes. But also now being able to empower other entrepreneurs by being able to invest in their businesses through outsourcing, that is one of the most amazing feelings because I can say, yes, you're doing something for me, but I'm empowering your business and your freedom. It's not, you're my employee coming to work for me to do what I say kind of exactly. thing. It's just so different. Um, but yeah, everything aligns for one. So that's probably the best way I can think to say it. Yeah. And that's so well said. It's, I definitely felt, you know, and I see this from my clients all the time, you know, back in the day when I could go out and public speak. (laughs) um, (laughs) One of the biggest questions I get about personal branding is like, how do I do it? You know, when my company and myself are separate, I'm like, that's your problem put them together. <laughs> yeah. So I, it really is amazing what your personal brand can do for you in that regard when you're, you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and just step into that spotlight boldly. So, Absolutely. and you've, you've rebranded more than once. Is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you learned from that? I know that's Personally, a struggle for many. It's, it's a strength. You know, I'm going to tell you this, you can't fear who you are. And that's why I've rebranded, you know, as I have, not that I've changed or the work has changed, although I've gotten definitely more clear over the years, but really I was afraid to do something massive in the beginning, thinking that I was, you know, too small to do anything big. And now I've finally just really stepped into that and I'm owning what I see and what I've seen for my future um, without thinking that I have to have a million followers or a million dollars to own the space that I'm in. And so with that, um, I had started initially just with Eve Hudson, PhD, and I was thinking, but isn't that kind of like self-absorbed and, you know, aren't people like, uh, but it's like, well, who are you trying to model? You know, like we, we look at business ideal, what is ideal? What do you want for yourself? And then I did the podcast and the first year lounge was just taken off and I'm like, yeah, go that direction. But I didn't think about, I was fine the way that I was. It was just another project under me. And I didn't need to change the whole thing to still make it work. So, so much fear, right? You know, again, who's Eve Hudson and who does she think she is to be great? And then I ran into a mentor uh, a few months ago and his charge was, I need you to stop hiding behind the scroll. I'm like, dude, how dare you, you know, call me out. How dare you, how dare (laughs) you, you know, tell me what I already knew, but didn't want to accept because it's scary Mm -hmm. to think about doing anything beyond yourself, right? Sometimes. But anyway, he was like, yeah, he said, why don't people know Eve Hudson PhD? They should know her. That's who this, this, that's who you are. This is what this brand is. Now, mind you, I've been having this conversation with a friend for like months, like last year, months, so maybe almost a year about changing back to just doing Eve Hudson and doing the projects, having to set up like I did before. And then the whole thing was, yeah, why not? But then it also forced me to change the business name um, to finally be Evangeline Worldwide from the purpose professor. So it's been kind of those, Eve, what are you doing? I'm being me, but I'm also letting you know that like, I'm afraid to be me and to be the me that I believe I'm going to be because I don't want the negative backlash. But at this point, I just can't avoid, you know, good or bad. It is what it is. So it's me finally owning, owning the brand, the way I see it or the way I start from the get go. So to those of you who are listening, don't be like me. Don't learn from me. (laughs) Learn from me in this case. If you see something from the start and you believe in it, if you want to be, 
you know, brand and bloom global, be that. Yeah. Like don't shy away from it. If you want to do something international, be that mm-hmm. and, 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 and delve into it because now I actually feel free and I yeah. feel like I'm really giving the world my best. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. It's like when you, um, put your name and you as the focal point, it's so much easier to evolve in your space and evolve your business. You're not, you're not rebranding all the time. And that's something I try and get across to my students is, you know, your name has so much power. (laughs) So, you know, you can pick the cutest company name. You can have the cutest, coolest logo there is. You can have a really cute Instagram, do what you need to do. But at the end of the day, if you're not showing up as you and your name is not prominent, then you're going to struggle and you're just going to create more work for yourself when it comes time, you know, to grow and you maybe get a new idea. So that's kind of how I've branded myself too. I've leaned on my personal brand. You know, my website is also my name and that gives me the freedom to make my business whatever I want and need it to be. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm here, I'm in marketing, I'm a marketing mentor, but you know, down the road, I want to be an author. I want to be an artist and I want to have a space that yes. houses all of that for people. Yes. Without having to start from scratch over and over and over again. Yeah. So. And cause that sucks. It sucks to, you know, change the email address. It sucks to, yeah. you know, have people looking for something. It's kind of like, well, you know, that's again, that was a, a down, a downfall on my part, not trusting and believing what I saw from the beginning yeah. and having to go through the hurdles and get back to it. But then it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's just everywhere and it works. But let me say this to you too. Um, Johnson and Johnson, and Mercedes Benz and McDonald's and all of these Hershey's, all these big brands, they're all men's names, mm-hmm. their last names. And I was thinking, huh, except for Mercedes, Mercedes is um, actually the one guy's daughter's name. But I was thinking, wow, I don't have the privilege, you know, always as a woman to build my brand on my name, my maiden name. Because mm-hmm. I change your name, you get married. And it's kind of like, yeah, we all have choices, but I took my husband's name. But from a legacy perspective, men have an advantage that, that we don't have as women. And so I was like, huh, how can I then preserve my name? Yes. Because it means so much to me. And there are two people in the world who have this spelling of it, myself and my grandmother. And I was like, I think I know what to do. And my friend was like, you don't need the Evangeline company that he said, Evangeline speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. He's like, just own that and be worldwide right and I was like oh whatever then I wrote it down I was like holy crap it's beautiful (laughs) thank you thank you so much thank you I was like that's that's it now I was like that's it so it feels good to like you said have that name and the brand can evolve the products can change but I no longer have to worry about what's the business name again (laughs) (laughs) who are you yeah (laughs) oh yeah but that but it's but I will say I am grateful to have an audience you know so shout out to y'all because they've kept up with me and they haven't mm. judged me for it. <laughs> they just like, that's Eve. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, that's what I love. And I, you know, just like what you said before, it allows you to be your whole self. Whole self. There's sure. no, there's no mask. You're not trying to fit into a certain mold. It's just there and you can create what you want to create Absolutely. for whoever your people are, you know, whoever right. your audience is. And I, right. it's just such a great feeling. So Absolutely. If, listeners, if personal branding is something that scared you for a while, I really encourage you to take a step back and take a look at how you show up for your business, you know, yep. online, 
one of my best tips that I give is to just do a quick Google search of your name and really see how much you are showing up in those results. <laughs> and if it's not a lot, then that's telling you something. And I also want to make sure that your face is prominent in all of your branding in some form, especially, you. you know, those about pages. It should be one of the first things that we see on your website, regardless of if you sell products or services. It's so, so critical. So, um, you know, the truth is personal branding works for many different industries, many different people. Yes. Eve is a prime example of that. <laughs> so, um, on that note, I know we could talk forever, but I just want to round out this interview by asking you about what kind of keeps you going in your business. Now with so much going on, there's so many ups and downs, but what really lights you up regardless of what happens? If I don't show up, then I'm failing the person that needs me. Hmm. Um, but who am I to think that somebody needs me, right? I know that I needed somebody. And I know that the work that I'm doing, just watching how it's grown, to me is evident that there are people who are saying, thank you for what you're doing because they show up for me. And if I don't show up for them, I'm failing them and I can't live with that. Um, but not just that, knowing that for once in my life, I'm completely empowered in every aspect of who I am. You know, physically, yes. I lost a lot of weight. Emotionally, if I need to go take a nap or if I'm having anxiety, I can just go take care of my business, right? And just kind of get back to it. Um, financially creating my own level of freedom that I'm like, oh, I don't have to wait for a raise. I can give myself one. <laughs> so, yes. so, but, but all these things put together, like I did not know life could be this way. So even when I am struggling, when like, you know, with COVID, I lost all of my speaking engagements. I had yeah, 15 same. up and was so excited. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's the year. <laughs> like, it's happening like 2020. 2020 was like, yeah, 2020. Oh, um, <laughs> exactly. But it's just been a thing to where either way, got to show up for my people and find ways to show up and keep showing up because yeah. I know that I'm being who I needed you know, and somebody's being who I need. So, yeah, I'm so glad you said that. I, I feel the same way. I yeah. have days, you know, where I'm like showing up and, you know, even if my engagement fluctuates, I'm like, someone is going to see this today yeah. and it's going to help someone them. So yeah. regardless of how silly it makes me feel, you know, there is always that in the back of my mind. It's like, I'm here for a reason. Yes. I'm showing up for a reason. I'm doing what I love. And, you mm. know, not everyone under the sun is going to catch on, but there are people out there who need me. And that's exactly what you're saying. And on top of that, the people who need you are the ones who are staying quiet. You know, they're not, it's not easy for them to always show up for themselves yes. and others. So, that's why we have to keep going regardless of, you know, the traction we do or don't see. It's mm. all that driving force of passion. Yeah, I love that. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson has this quote that I've been living by for at least like 11 or 12 years. Gosh, am I telling my age? Uh, <laughs> I just felt like I can say 11 or 12 years ago. But it's, you know, to know even one life hath breathed easier because you've lived, you know, is to be successful. And Beautiful. so for me, it's just thinking, even like you just said, if it's one person, if it's just one person, that's why I never made a big deal about the show being anything grand or I need a million downloads, it'll catch, you know, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it'll catch, but whoever needed it today, whoever needs this conversation that we're having, um, I know that my work is being done. And so for me, it's never about quality. I mean, I, it's all about quality. But it's not about quantity yeah. as much as it is quality. I know in the world we live in, we have to talk numbers, but totally. 
it's being able to show up. So if my little tribe is only, you know, a few people or a few hundred, or if it ends up being a few million, yeah, so I can give them what they need. Yeah, absolutely. Good with it. Yeah. And the world today, it's, it's driven by such excess and, you know, abundance and, that's not required in order to fulfill you. You can be fulfilled by having the audience that's right for you. And that's something that I've learned for sure. Just trusting myself and being more confident, letting that build my confidence actually. Whereas when I first started, it's intimidating. There's just competition everywhere, Mm -hmm. but that personal branding is what has set me apart because I can show myself, I can show how I'm different. And that is what people resonate with. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's really a game changer. I'm, I'm so excited to hear about your growth and all the things that you're doing with your business. And again, you guys, I will link to Eve's program here so you can check it out. If you want to start a podcast of your own, she is definitely the one that you want in your back pocket. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking this time. Pleasure. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you. So keep going and keep showing up for your people because I'm your people. Yes, you, know, you are. Like I look to you for stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great, Liz. So I'm the one that's quiet in the background. Like, oh, I'm pretty- I love it. Listen to my show. Like, yeah, Spotify, follow. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening, Bloomers. Now remember, go out there and bloom boldly. You've got this and I've got you. Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com. For more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me, there's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more. And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.